Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Hello everyone, it's good to have you back. My name is Joe Langlois, and this week we're going to be discussing Young Frankenstein. Am I saying that right? Sarah, tell me if I... Am I saying that right? Uh, I... Allegedly. It depends on which of the the uh, the, the Franks of Stein that you're referring to. Uh, it, it's debatable. One might mm-hmm. say it's debatable. Hi, Sarah Zedek. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Hi. Hello. I'm here. Should I introduce who I am as a human, I suppose? Uh, let's save that for the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's save it for the end. Why not? <laughs> we'll save introductions for <laughs> saying goodbye. <laughs> we'll let people assume you're human, and then mm-hmm. we'll reveal that you are human at the mm-hmm. end. Reveal ah, the truth. Wow. I'm Ray DeRoso, and I've read Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. Yeah, so you ah. basically know the whole plot. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. His countenance was filled with... Yep. Um, Benevolence. Mm-hmm. Benevolence. Correct. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, Ray, can you please, to the best of your ability, give us a brief plot summary of what happens in Young Frankenstein? Yes, of course. Young Frankenstein follows young Victor Frankenstein in his quote-unquote high school days as his interest with death, the human body, and immortality become obsessive, culminating in the creation of the monster, which is featured in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. It's kind of a, a prequel to, to the book okay. a little bit. Um, it's uh, it, The movie is directed by Mel Brooks, and it stars Gene Wilder of Willy Wonka fame. It's a musical from the 70s, uh-huh. and it's shot in black and white. Uh, to to kind of be an homage to 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 scary movies from from the earlier periods. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's a fun little 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 psychological horror movie. Okay, so we kind of see this I... person dipping into madness, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. I have to ask: Are you familiar at all with uh, Mel Brooks's Oeuvre? Did did did. The Brooks do Passion of the Christ? Was that a thing? <laughs> Am I making that up? That is, no, that is 100% true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you I, got it. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, right. I want to talk about, oh. Yeah, well, I mean, you said it's a musical. What's your favorite song from this movie and how does it go? Yeah. Oh, j- no, I should have expected this. <laughs> Break out the uh, ocarina. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, let me whip out the ocarina. Because the ocarina is really important to this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, uh, it's actually getting... a spiritual predecessor to Ocarina of Time. Right. Yeah. So This it's is one of Shigeru key. Miyamoto's favorite movies. Yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people don't well, know that. Well, you see, the spirit medallions are actually the pieces of the monster. It's a metaphor. Mm. Anyway, um, let's see. Um, how do you hold an ocarina? Oh. <laughs> I 
Okay. Uh-huh. And what song is that? Yeah, that um is from the song uh uh, uh it's mm-hmm. it's yeah, hold on. It's the song Picking Up the Pieces with the reprise torn to pieces. Oh, uh, man. at the end. Oh man. <laughs> You knocked it out of the park with that one. I remember yeah. both of those, and, like, both of them very moving. Yeah, well, I really like Torn to Pieces because he gets... Victor gets so close to, like, creating the monster, um, but fails due to, well, partly his mom and partly his love interest, but, you know, uh, I'll get into that in, in a okay. second. I, I just a- want to say my favorite song from Young Frankenstein is Postmodern Prometheus. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a sleeper hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, Ray. Did you wanna did you wanna take us through the the, the beats? Um, I, I mean, it's not really beats. It's more. So the thing is, it's very recursive of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Okay. Um, but kind of, kind of partly why, it 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 it's it's take one for Victor basically sure on because you know in the book if i remember correctly i haven't read a book in nine years um mood uh he becomes a scientist through college times and they're like you can't make a monster with human bodies that's disgusting um and that kind of happens here again but in high school because he's edgy anyway is does he like succeed does he is he working on human bodies or is this like Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, we get a glimpse of the monster. The monster gets a song and then dies oh. because it, do- it doesn't work out. Right. Um, that's the hit song. Guy.exe. Yes. <laughs> I gotta say, you're starting to describe Rocky Horror Picture Show to me. Oh, oh no. Oh, well, let's, uh, well, let's talk about the characters. Okay. Um, classic character igor his assistant is here fellow classmate who becomes kind of subservient to him and does all the menial tasks because they're friends like it's a normal friendship but as victor uh quickly well slowly quickly it's up to interpretation uh, sinks into insanity um igor is kind of the only one that sticks by him uh, and that, you know, leads into, is he in the Mary Shelley book? I don't remember. But Igor is <laughs> important to to Frankenstein lore. Right. Sure. Yeah. Uh, there's Victor's mother, Ingrid, who is a single mother um, and is doing her best to raise her son. Hmm. Uh, and then there's the li- love interest. Okay. C- Celia. Celia. Mm-hmm. Celia, yeah. Uh, who uh, is like, you know, like the typical romance uh, trope, but then gets pushed aside later for the sake of Victor's obsession. It's partly her uh, being upset at him that the monster project falls apart at the hmm. end. Hmm. Okay. Does she, does she like out him? Does she like, does she like... No, it's... It's a small, it's a like a personal moment between the two of them, and essentially she 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 presses the off switch. Um, oh, in, in her okay, okay. Upsetness. That's a word for that. Anger. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure. So yeah, that's 
that's kind of the it's a small cast but it's yeah it's it's centralized it it is it's yeah it's very it's a surprisingly focused movie uh i it it's sort of like Bates Motel meets uh Carrie uh meets high school musical. It's really moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where does it take place, right? Germany. Germany, in, like a high school in Germany? Yeah yeah. And like the mm-hmm. one was Frankenstein set, like the real book, like Current uh, days of like the seventeen hundred, no, the nineteen hundreds. I keep forgetting that Mary Shelley is not from the super past, but like Victorian past. I hope <laughs> the super past. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Victorian isn't scare quotes because you know. Anyway, I I don't want to get into <laughs> historical semantics about eras. <laughs> <laughs> That's not this podcast. That is my YouTube channel, though. Historical semantics. Sometimes. Mm. I, I I keep getting caught up on a thought that I just have to get out there. This is just reminding me. I feel like Victor Frankenstein went to our high school, Ray, and uh, had our biology teacher, who whose famous quote was, "And then necrosis sets in." That's where he got this move. That's where he got the quote. Okay, so <laughs> that's the famous quote from this movie. Our our biology teacher started saying that because of this movie. He's a big fan. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> and that's when necrosis sets in. Just like that, yes. Yeah, yeah he don't want that necrosis to set in. Hmm. That's kind of the start of this interest in 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 stopping the 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 decay of the human body. So, is there like an is there is there a threat? Is there a is there a any sort of pressure in this or any antagonist in this film, or is it just kind of seeing these events unfold and seeing this the, this descent. the threat is the personal turmoil that victor goes through as he knows that this is wrong morally okay. okay but scientifically should we do it so he doesn't even have to worry about like authorities or anything no like they like that's a kind of a side thing like he's never worried that he's gonna get caught it's just convenience uh that he doesn't get caught i see i see Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and that's one of the weaker points in the movie, I think. How does the monster in this movie that's only alive temporarily compare to the monster that we know and love? It's a lot skinnier. It's a thin that's a thin lad. It's a thin a thin monster. <laughs> thin boy. Mm-hmm. Uh sort of looks like Zach Efron, if you ask me. <laughs> who yeah, who plays the monster? I'm, I'm... In the original cast. I mean the original cast. Assuming yeah. it's assuming it's someone who can time travel. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I really need to brush up on my actors. Give me a second to think of someone. <laughs> you thinking of Boris Karloff? No, I'm thinking of Anthony Head from from Buffy. Oh. Okay. 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 Huh. Yeah, Giles. From Buffy. Okay. Wow, that's brave. <laughs> Thanks. I'm. I've been called that before. I'm curious about. I'm not surprised. The the trajectories of the other characters. Like, what happens with the mother? What happens with with his mom in this movie? 
or this musical. Well, it's interesting because even though um, Vic goes, um, you know, slightly insane, it's due to his mother at the end that he comes back a little bit, and that's why we get a bit of a rehash in the the book that you know it starts out with another interest in death like it's still there it lingers Mm -hmm. but she kind of brings him back a little bit so she she's a strong figure in his life and um is kind of a grounding force for him okay yeah hmm have you ever felt the feeling of ants inside your skin crawling every day of my life because that's how i feel right now making this plot I mean that's fair. It's um, it is a hair raising, uh, ant tingling movie. Sarah, before we started recording, you said I think I'm gonna when we watch this movie, I think we're gonna be <laughs> either very happy or very disappointed. After hearing this plot synopsis from Ray, I'm pretty convinced that I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is an exceptional film. Yeah, is, has been described here yeah. uh, by virtue of the fact that I've like thrown out a bunch of other movies. I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of like this meets this. And oh, I'm actually, mm. I'll be honest with you. I've I've really just been thinking about the song title Postmodern Prometheus this entire time. <laughs> I mean, you should be. That's a very good title. <laughs> oh, man. I think maybe we have a project to work on later yeah um but (laughs) let's 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 get into the movie ray before we do what was the what was the line from young frankenstein that that lives with you and that rattles around in your head oh i mean it's when that our our high school biology teacher says all the time uh do you want me to do a good yeah please hit me hit me and then necrosis sets in perfect Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. Let's go eat some popcorn. Heck yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Popcorn Break. It's me, Ray, here to tell you about some good kernels of podcasts. We have Storyboard, which is a comedy podcast hosted by three friends who came here to crack jokes and watch cartoons, and they've got plenty of both. That's a twist on that old joke. It's hosted by Gavin, Nick, and Laura, and new episodes go up every other Thursday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever you get your podcasts. The second kernel is a bit more spooky. It is Netflix and Kill, which is hosted by Kyla and Marty, and they talk about mostly scary movies on the Netflix rotation uh, whenever, whatever they want to talk about scary times. And that is up every other Tuesday on the Lunar Light Studio. Um, Ray. Oh. Hi. How are you feeling? <laughs> so, so I have many thoughts. Okay. <laughs> First thought is that we. This is episode fifteen. Uh-huh. And I don't think I've had a movie that's affected me so much that it's going to reverberate for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh. Um, I honestly can't tell if I'm alive right now, and that's not <laughs> a joke. I don't know what's real. I feel like I just had the biggest trip by just sitting, and I 
Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm everywhere and nowhere. The galaxy mm-hmm. is here in my heart. Yeah. It's, um, it's yeah, it, this is, this movie's a trip for sure. It um, takes you places. It took me places and then took me there again, but better and then worse and then better. Um, there's something in the biz I like to call send me to space, which just means I don't know what's going on. Help me. I'm losing everything, every grasp of reality. And how many times did I say that? You, a lot. You were shipped to space and also you like voluntarily went to space a few times. Like this (laughs) as an escape. I did say I'm going to space Mm -hmm. at least three times. Oh, probably more than that. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I still feel like I'm not here. Like, I'm looking around my room, and I'm like, am I here? Am I grounded? In reality. <laughs> and I can't tell. How are y'all doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm great. I, mean, I had a real good time watching this movie with you, too. Yeah. I had fun. Before I get into a plot synopsis of what actually happens, just real quick, um, I wanna I wanna come to Sarah and ask, why did you choose this movie for us to tackle? Uh, well, I, it's it was one of my favorite comedies growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I my dad was really big into old horror movies. So we watched a lot of like the universal horror movies and naturally young Frankenstein sort of flooded off from that. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. uh, as someone who is very familiar with like the original 1930s Frankenstein, this movie is like, oh, it's it's perfect because uh, like they preserved the original sets from the from the film. Oh, really? Uh, oh, I yeah. kind of got that feel. I was wondering about the set pieces. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, That's really like, cool. Yeah, basically, like, Mel Brooks found a lot of the sets just, like, rotting away in some Hollywood lot somewhere. Was that the tree? <laughs> God. Uh, no, just, like, all the Tesla coils and mm-hmm. yeah. beakers and weird switches on the wall and the zipper on his neck was that i don't know i don't remember i don't think that's there in the original but that's uh i don't know well then uh, perhaps sarah and i don't mean to impose but mm -hmm. since you have a little bit i i'm not familiar with the original frankenstein movie perhaps you could take us through the the big story beats of of what actually happens in this film Sure. Uh, basically, uh, Frederick von Frankenstein is a professor in the East Coast. Yeah. And when his grandfather dies, he brings uh, uh, basically the will uh, uh, to the Frankenstein Manor in uh, Transylvania, of course. And so he travels there, discovers his father's, uh, his grandfather's secret library, which includes a book called How I Did It by Victor von Frankenstein. 
and so learns how to reanimate the corpses of the dead, does that with Ray Romano's dad, and then uh, hijinks ensue. Yeah. That's a that's the short version. Like the the thing is this so this as a Mel Brooks movie, the reason why I asked early on is why if you're familiar at all with Mel Brooks's work is that if you've seen one of his movies, you immediately know what to expect. It's this kind of nonsense. And this is one of the ones that holds up better. I don't like a lot of his movies much anymore. Uh Yeah, I was I was honestly expecting a little, there there's definitely some yuck but yeah not as much as yeah. i was expecting not nearly yeah. as much as i was expecting um so yeah it's it's just a ton of jokes it's just some goofy characters and it is non-stop jokes except mm-hmm. for when they take one joke and they tell it for five straight minutes which is also very funny mm-hmm. um like the scene where they're opening the bookcase and they mm. just keep futzing with the book- bookcase <laughs> for like put the candle back. <laughs> okay, I think I have it figured out now. <laughs> put the candle back, and I will block the bookcase with my body. <laughs> yeah, there's so many lines in this movie that I I find myself quoting without even realizing it. Yeah. Every time I see a horse, I say I, I find myself thinking like, Bruh. Bruh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, yep, um, that's one. Uh, Ray, have you ever heard me say like werewolf, werewolf? Mm, mm. No, I have not. But oh, that okay, was really right. good. That that sent me to space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> werewolf, 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 werewolf. They castle. <laughs> Why are you talking like that? You were talking like that. I thought I thought you wanted to. No, I don't want to. Uh, um, yeah. Since we're talking about some of the standout lines, I also wrote a couple down that are a little, a little bit more snuck in there. Um, yeah. There's the scene. There's the scene where uh, Frederick Frankenstein is consoling the monster and uh, oh my god, like like teaching him that that he loves him, and he says. To the monster who is, like, his head cradled in his lap, he says, This is a nice boy. (laughs) (laughs) This is a nice Nice boy. boy. (laughs) And then there's the scene where they're all sitting at the table right after the monster. The monster wakes up late, like, not when they're in the lab, and they're talking about what went wrong. And then they hear the monster growl. (laughs) But they don't know it's the monster growling because they're all eating food. And Frederick says, that was you. You just just made a yummy sound. (laughs) No, it wasn't me. If it wasn't you, and it wasn't you, and then he, like, points at himself, and he just mouths, was it me? (laughs) (laughs) It's lines like that, which are things that I would say in my day to day, Mm -hmm. today, that Mm -hmm. made me realize while we were watching this together that this has the same energy as a real-time fan dub. Yeah, you you said that, and I I was watching that the entire film like, oh my god, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, I got that big feel out of it, especially with the running gags. Uh Oh my god. 
speaking of running gags, Ray, was there any music that stood out to you in this film? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. How was it as a musical? It was fantastic. I really enjoyed the scoring. The singing was excellent. For how was the one musical song that the monster got to perform? (laughs) I do. I have future vision. Because I know there's a musical, and I kind of conflated that on accident. But I didn't expect a song. Yeah, there's a whole song and dance. <laughs> and it was really good. It was incredible. It yeah. was absolutely fantastic. Music was great. Singing was great. Jokes were... There's a lot of physical humor in this movie. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it was on point. Uh, yeah, oh, and, and Peter Peter Boyle is wearing like six inch platform shoes. Yeah, yes, doing tap dance. It's so good. Now, uh, there were some things. There, there's really one big difference between your version of the film that you discussed <laughs> and what actually goes on in this one, and that is the, um, the flow of time. <laughs> Um, yeah. you, you described it as a prequel with uh, the original Victor Frankenstein first coming to terms with his proclivities for the necromantic sciences. Uh-huh. Um, but it's actually, it takes place in the future. But outside of that, like, and, it, and it's his great-great-grandson, but outside of that, it's pretty much beat for beat exactly what you described. Which is wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Although I took a lot of inspiration from the original, which, you know, and so did they. this is a horror comedy parody, I can see why. Yeah, yeah there's not many things up. there's not many things you can do with a Frankenstein story. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's it's pretty it's paint by numbers to an extent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thankful enough to read it in high school and remember most of it. Yep. Excellent. Or yeah. else this would have been a very different movie. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, good good job me. I want to talk more about this movie. I don't care about my differences. <laughs> Not this time. Not this time, folks. Yeah, I mean it is the, the the movie itself is at the end of the day it's just a it's just a lot of jokes back to back, so there's not there's not a lot to get into. Um Although you did mention, I believe you said that his either his mother's name or his love interest's name was Ingrid. His mother's name was Ingrid. Ingrid, and there was a character in the movie named Inga, which is pretty yeah. close. Pretty hey, close. did I nail down the characters, which is wild? There was a mother figure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There was a love interest. There was an Igor. Mm-hmm. There was a creature. And there was a Frankenstein. Yeah, and your explanation for why Igor was his servant was pretty much as well explained as it is in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, the thing about the mother figure, I and I, I know I said I didn't want to talk about my differences, but I did say that the mother figure was strong and held together Victor mm-hmm. in my version, and she kind of held the, the creature together a little bit. She was a very strong mother figure to him. In this. Yeah. Uh, well, if you're talking it, it, about Frederick as the mother figure, figure then yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I mean, Frau Fra Blucher, uh, 
wants wants to have sex with the grandson of her former lover. So that's a that's a that's a thing. Uh, Sort of changes the the mom dynamic there a little bit. bit. Kind of. Um, There you you mentioned that there was some yuck. I want to I want to take us real quick to the yuck yuck. zone. Let's go to the yuck zone. Let's go to the yuck zone and then walk it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sarah, take us. Yeah, it's not it's not really like yucks in the like hoo hoo hee hee ha ha no. sort of way. It's yuck more yuck as in with a C, yeah with a C where you're sort of like oh no Ooh. you made you know, a yucky sound yeah you made this a one Ooh. yeah so uh, uh, the the Frederick is engaged to. A uh, young woman who's like a he's, she's the rich daughter of somebody, and Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yes, Elizabeth. And there's a very funny bit in the, at the beginning of the movie when Frederick's like with her about to depart on the train, and it's like the the you know I'm gonna miss you so much, and they're gonna kiss and everything, uh, but she's all made up to go to a party and doesn't want him to smear his her uh, her lipstick. So he, he leans in for a kiss and she says, not on the lips. Uh, but she comes back towards the end of the movie in a surprise visit. Mm-hmm. And then the monster uh, finds her singing and so kidnaps her and takes her to a cave. And she says, "Uh-oh, what are you doing? And then the monster has sex with her. And she is not okay with it until she starts singing uh, because he has a large, uh, what's the word they used? Schwanzdicker? Yeah, Some Some sort of like, I always thought of it as like a, a, a euphemistically named sausage. I don't know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, y- yeah, it's, uh, that's kind of, that's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. That's little bit the, of, uh... Yeah, and it kind of, they, they do the same joke again at the very end of the movie, but at least in that case, it's, it's more totally consensual. consensual. It's totally consensual. They rushed that, and yeah. the thing is that mm-hmm. had it been handled better, there's something to be said for, like, I, I feel like Elizabeth represented a very, like, puritanical viewpoint. Because she was like, let's not, like, kiss with tongues until we get married. Yeah. And and, and until I'm legally yours. Mm-hmm. Which I, mean, I took it's... to imply that she's supposed to be underage, but that could just be that I'm, oh. I don't know. I, I didn't get that. I mean, I mean yeah. that was, I don't remember her name in the book, but that was her whole thing in the book was purity and abstinence You're right. until marriage. And then things go down mm-hmm. after that. Bad things go down. After of course, that. but yeah, it was definitely in order to like change her mind on that. The monster kidnaps and and rapes her. And yeah, yeah. She's, she sees the light. Yeah, no, no good. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I don't like it. No, no <laughs> not, a um... not a fan. Not a fan. It's. Yeah. What's weird is that, like, so Terry Gar plays uh, Inga. Yeah. And she's, you know, she's she's sexually attracted to Frederick and she's played for a lot of sex jokes. But, like, 
I I love her. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say because I remember even the last time I watched this movie, which was maybe a year or so ago. I remember feeling like badly about Inga as a character. I was like, they really treated this character not well. Like they're they're just like playing her, like you know, putting her in the the backseat as a as a female character just to have something to look at on screen, yada yada. But that's I don't think that's fair at all. I think that <laughs> she's she's just a good character and she like she's after it she she wants yeah frederick that's what's yeah that's what's so good about her she like she is uh she's she's interested in sex she's down to clown and it's frederick who's like the idiot who can't see it yeah Mm -hmm. like like he's holding he's holding her up as igor is is knocking on the door with those giant knockers and he says what knockers and Inga's like oh well thank you yeah <laughs> and, and so like it's always Frederick who's the butt of the joke and like her sexuality is not treated as like a Something sign of shamed of yeah or, yeah not, right. not a sign of her it's being not, stupid it's not it's, connected yeah. she's like a she's like blonde and she's a bombshell but she's not she's not played as stupid really ever like yeah mm-hmm. she knows what's going on yeah She's aware. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we're I'm glad we're all kind of falling in the same place <laughs> vis a vis <Yeah>. Inga. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Yeah, love her. Yeah. Uh Elizabeth does the whole Bride of Frankenstein thing with her hair, which is kind of a fun reference. It's just a mm-hmm. shame that it had to happen by way of non consensual sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um what about Igor, y'all? What about Igor? What about Igor? My guy Igor. I think uh, Igor sent me to space the most. Yeah. He, Constantly breaking he, the fourth wall. Yeah. Making really good jokes, really good bits. Just the thing is it it would have been fine without all the extra googly guck he mm-hmm. threw in there, but it added so much. It did. Mm-hmm. And Oh, M- Marty Feldman is excellent. Yes, and the movie, the the players in it do a ton of work with facial expressions, and he's just kind of like the pinnacle of that. But yeah. like everyone across the board, the the, the creature does so many like, yeah. uh, like just sigh expressions. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh man, yeah. What what's some of your favorite? What's some of your favorite Igor bits? Because there's so many to choose from. Uh, the. Uh... I, I said, oh, this is a scene near the end when they're at the top of the castle trying to lure the creature back, and the doctor's there <laughs> playing his string instrument, Inga's yeah. there looking fondly for the the creature in the background, and <laughs> Igor is there with, with the little horn thing. I didn't know what it was, but he's like, come on, let me, let me play. Come yeah. On. He's sitting there with a like, sheet music in front of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we get like two seconds of music from him, and that's yeah. it. And he yeah. plays and, his heart out, and it's so good. Uh, I think my favorite bit is his always shifting hump. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's 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 very good. What hump? <laughs> his delivery on that line is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, what's your favorite? Uh, I think. I think my favorite bit from Igor is when he is uh, 
when he goes to the brain depository after hours, <laughs> you know, the brain depository, and he yeah. reaches in through the door through the brain slot, <laughs> so you can drop off your brains after hours. Um. And then he uh, opens the door by sneaking in that way, and then he scares himself with his own hand, <laughs> which is very good. Yeah. Okay, it was at that point you said, that's a Ray move, and I yeah. said... Every character in this movie is me <laughs> on some level. Yeah. Uh, so overall, pretty good feelings about young young Frankenstein. Yeah. I wanna watch it again right now. There's my answer. Oh wow. <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to ask. No, yeah, I just wanted to get right in there. We can just rewrite some of the yuck a little uh-huh. bit. A little bit. Yeah, I think um, this definitely holds up better than maybe any other Mel Brooks film. Okay, uh, I don't know that I've of, seen another one. Uh, um, the ones, the ones that you would have seen would be like Spaceballs, Blazing Saddles. Oh, Spaceballs! Um, yeah. Oh. yeah. Can we quickly address the fact that I mixed up Mel Brooks with Mel Gibson? <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! My biggest point of shame this episode. Uh, oh boy! Yeah, I was very happy when you made that conflation, and I just let it ride because yeah. Thanks for I, not saying anything. I really appreciate that, Sarah Zedig. Well, the thing is, like, you're supposed to go into. I don't want to give away that this isn't like an the anti- passion of the Christ. The, this is the passion of the Christ with Frankenstein. I oh. wanted. I I just I figured it would you know heighten your experience especially because this movie is it plays coy about what genre it is yeah. for the yeah. first like 15 20 minutes yeah i kept asking is this a horror movie like the mm, yeah there were some horror elements in the beginning mm-hmm. and and then it quickly became apparent it was not well it's still horror it's it's, so, it's, Ray, pa- it's parody. It's a big parody. For the sake of clarity, you are recommending that someone who has made it this far in life without seeing Young Frankenstein, Young Franken- Frankenstein, uh, <laughs> Frondrick, someone who has not seen this movie should, in fact, watch it uh, and and add it to their their knowledge banks. Excuse me, Sarah Zedig. Yeah. Hi. I need you to play in a space with me, real quick. Um, okay. Pretend you've never seen this movie. All right. Hey, hey, Sarah, have you ever seen Young Frankenstein? What's that? It's a movie. It's a it's a really good movie. I think you should watch it. You should watch this movie. I highly recommend this movie that you have not seen to you. Does it have dolls? <laughs> I mean, if you consider some of the characters dolls, yes. Ooh, I gotta say, you're not doing a great job of selling me on this flick. Do you like music? I have heard a song or two in my time, yes. Do you like horror? I saw a spider once and I didn't like it. Do you like Mary Shelley? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet at you and ask you if you like Mary Shelley. And if you don't, I'm gonna tell all your followers. Do you like Mary Shelley? Is that, um, does she make the cakes? Sorry, that's Betty Crocker. Yeah, that's uh, Betty Crocker. I love, I love 
Mary Shelley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you like this movie. Well, yeah, gosh, I guess I'll just take your word on it. Hey, Sarah Zedig, are you a funny person? No. You would, you would say? No? Okay, yeah. maybe. I think you would like this movie. Well, good. I've been accused of having a sense of humor from time to time, and every single time they've been found guilty of lies. I'm here in this conversation, too. Maybe we should all watch it together as friends. Oh. Um, who are you? Huh? <laughs> who are who are you? Who are you? I'm I'm Chad. Chad, you should watch this movie, and then we can play football later. Thanks, but you thanks. should watch this movie. Hey, as I always say, as Chad always says, thanks goodness. <laughs> I recommend this movie to people. We're in a weird little energy. Um, yeah, and if you want that bit. effect. I would recommend watching this movie as well. Watch this movie. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah, uh-huh. for joining Sarah, us. Sarah, thank you. I owe you my life for introducing this movie. <laughs> I'm glad that you liked it. This movie is is one of my favorite comedies, and I've been wanting to rewatch it for a long time, and I was afraid that I was going to come away feeling about it the way I do about a lot of other Mel Brooks's work, and like that it's like, oh, it's kind of gross and problematic and not funny. But no, this one holds up. I'm really glad I got to watch it with y'all and share the joy. I'm glad you, I'm so glad that you came um, and and that you chose this one. Because uh, you, you had originally uh, mentioned that it was marked for Halloween times, but that's I'm, I'm glad that we fast-tracked this one. That's A-OK by me. <laughs> yeah. Where can folks uh, find more stuff that, well, I mean... If, yeah. if they do like hearing you talk about stuff, for instance, where could they find mm-hmm. more of that? Yeah. Um, well, I don't really have much of an internet presence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you have? <laughs> uh, I have uh, I have a MySpace. No, I have a YouTube channel called Let's Talk About Stuff, which is video essays uh, that are sometimes funny, but usually more academic-ish, I guess. Um I also have a couple of other podcasts on the Lunar Light Network. One of them is the Trans Questioning Podcast uh, that I host, uh, and that is every Monday, generally. And then I'm also on Fish in the Percolator, which is a Twin Peaks rewatch podcast that I do with a couple of other YouTube friends of mine. Uh, And generally, if you want to find links to all of that crap, uh, I'm on Twitter at HMS No Fun. That's sort of the best place to find me because uh, I'm an internet goblin. I never leave my cave. Mm-hmm. So I'm always on Twitter. Uh, my, I can feel my brain rotting. I'm slowly becoming the monster. <laughs> oh, no. I need Gene Wilder to transplant his brain juices into my brain juices mm-hmm. um, so that I too can read the Wall Street Journal in bed. <laughs> yeah yeah yes uh, i don't know if you missed that listener but when sarah mentioned fish in the percolator which is a very good podcast i did make a yummy sound <laughs> i noticed <laughs> i always notice your yummy sounds thank you so much Aww, let's so sweet. let's uh decide together what our favorite line from this movie is and then we can we can end out on that okay oh uh... It's it, uh, oh gosh, oh. <laughs> it's, this movie is nothing but quotable lines. What's the uh, most memorable? What's the one that sticks with you? Uh, I mean, it's got to be werewolf, werewolf, the werewolf, werewolf. I, I I'm partial I, to it. 
could work. <laughs> that is a good one. Ray? I'm thinking my brain. I don't. I don't know. Sweet boy was really good yeah. at mm. me off guard. Yeah, let's all yeah. let's all just admit how we feel about this movie. This is a nice boy. Yeah. Yeah. This is a nice boy. 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 Griffin McElroy would love this movie. <laughs> Griffin McElroy would love this movie. This is a nice boy. This is a nice boy. All right, oh, that's enough say, of that. Can oh, I yeah. just say real quick, uh, the uh, the Van Helsing character, whatever his name is, Inspector, Inspector Kemp. Kemp. Um, oh, my it's, God. It's pretty wild that he was played by David Harbour. <laughs> was he really? No, he just looked okay. exactly he looked like exactly him. Exactly like David Harbour. <laughs> He oh, just, we didn't even talk about him. No, he, I mean, I, he's kind of boring. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of boring, but we need that. Anyway. This is a yeah, nice boy. This is a nice boy. This is a nice boy. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. Guys, guess what? What's, What's up? up I know we've been looking for a great Overwatch podcast, and I think I just found the perfect one. Another one? Do they do a ton of esports coverage, too? Nope, they're filthy casuals, just like us. Okay, but are they, like, super boring jerks? Or are they really toxic, like a lot of the community? No, they're total friends, and they're really welcoming to both new and experienced players. Okay, cool. They sound alright, but are they, like, obsessed with Overwatch? I mean, it is great, but there are other video games. They really make me work for No, in fact, they talk about a different video game every episode. Huh. Maybe that is worth my time. What's it called? Overwitch. Like, like a magic spell switch kind of witch? No, kind of like which game you should play. Woof. That is not a great name for a podcast. Yeah, that's not It's not one. the best name. Just give it a try. He certainly wasn't missing from the game, but yeah, he's uh-huh. a fun addition. I want to talk about how this game tackles minorities. So he's not Torbjorn anymore, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, he's actually Torbjorn's little brother, Morbjorn. Overwitch is a proud member of Lunar Light Studio. Catch us every other Friday.